Hi, I'm Kiara, and you're listening to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music, the podcast where we, you guessed it, get drunk and talk about music. In this episode, we will be discussing From Under the Cork Tree by Fall Out Boy, released in May 2005 under Island Records. Fall Out Boy is a four-piece emo rock band hailing from Chicago, Illinois, that contributed to the quick rise of emo in the mainstream music scene in the mid-2000s, alongside bands such as My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, Paramore, and Taking Back Sunday. The band is made up of Patrick Stump on lead vocals and Pete Wentz on bass, with Stump composing melodies and Wentz penning the lyrics, Joe Troman on lead guitar, and Andy Hurley on drums. Their first studio album, Take This to Your Grave, was released in 2003 on which the band toured, playing deep cuts such as Dead on Arrival and Grand Theft Autumn slash Where Is Your Boy, before landing a stint on the 2004 Warp Tour and skyrocketing themselves into the headphones and hearts of softcore emo kids everywhere. From Under the Cork Tree houses the band's biggest hit, Sugar We're Going Down, the truest representation of their pop rock emo roots, but it also explores the hardcore side of the emo genre, all the while mixing in that love-to-hate-you, hate-to-love-you vibe we all go through after a rough breakup. Rolling Stone's Christian Horde gave the album three out of five stars for its peculiar mix of in-jokes and romantic dramas that post-adolescents are unlikely to care about. But Leslie Simon from Alternative Press gave a more positive review, calling the band's songs concise three-minute pop-punk romps drenched with the perfect balance of wit and self-deprecation. After Cork Tree's release, Fall Out Boy tattooed their mark on the alternative music world and have enjoyed another 14 years of mainstream success thanks to their loyal fan base, selling millions of copies of their seven studio albums worldwide. In honor of the second track on this record, of all the gin joints in the world, we will be drinking gin and sonics. So grab yourself a glass, sugar, because it's about to go down. Get it? That, that was a pun. Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today, we are talking about From Under the Cork Tree by Fall Out Boy. And my guest is Natalie. That's me. Natalie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Natalie, you and I have been friends for six years. Six years as of today. As of literally today, according to Facebook. According to Facebook, but... You so know, maybe longer. Spiritually, a lot longer. Like, like, a <laughs> <laughs> like how much longer? I'm like, do we know each other, like, beyond this, this earthly plane? You know, like reincarnation's a thing i believe it yeah i believe it but we met in school and in university yeah and we both connected because i think emo music was a a passionate love of both of ours um no it's because i came up to you and said you're cool let's be friends and you're like i do remember that okay yeah i was into it yes i was i was very (laughs) much into it although you did say i was cool which was a blatant lie (laughs) we were cool in each other's eyes that's true that's very true and i'm happy i'm very happy to have you in my life and i'm happy you're here (laughs) so thank you for coming (laughs) of course so the drink that we are drinking today is uh, a gin and sonic as Mm. natalie has told me to introduce it as not a gin and tonic because why natalie because it's half tonic half sonic i mean soda Happy people, <laughs> people don't ever know what I'm asking for when I say a gin and sonic. And then so you actually people are ask mad. at the bar, you go up to them and say, can I get a gin and sonic? I say gin and sonic. And then they're like, a what? And I'm like a half, half tonic, half soda. And then sometimes they'll go, can I get a half soda, half tonic? And they're like, do you mean a sonic? So I really oh, can't Oh, so sometimes win. they do know. Sometimes they're aware. Yeah. But I feel dumb either way. Oh, I, I don't think you're dumb for the record. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Glad to know. Uh, well, just for any listeners who want to maybe make this drink at home on their own, you really only need three things. Well, maybe four things. You need gin. You also need tonic water. You need soda, club soda, and a little bit of lime for tasting. For tastiness, I should 
Probably. For, ta- for tastiness. I was gonna be, I was gonna be like, you know when they're like add salt to taste? I feel like it's like an add lime to taste. Okay, so Nat, today we're talking about the two thousand and five masterpiece record from Under the Cork Tree by Fallout Boy. What 2005. was two thousand and five? What were you doing in two thousand five? How old were we? I was eleven. So you must have been twelve. Oh man, that feels longer ago than I remember it being. I remember getting the city at my birthday from a friend and like obsessing over it, listening to it constantly. Um, but then when I went back and listened to it, I was like, wow, there's a lot of songs I don't actually remember even hearing before. So. I was the same way. I was absolutely the same way. I think I knew like the the bangers, obviously. obviously. Everybody knows Sugar We're Going Down. That's like their biggest song I think ever. I started on that one. But there's a lot of them that where you're right, where I just, I was like, it was the first time I was hearing it hundred percent. So yeah. maybe back in the day too, we didn't have streaming or b- back in the day, like 2005, but that was 14 years ago. So that's a long, long time. time ago. I've been doing that math in my head this whole time. And I think you, you didn't come up with 14. Like I could not get there. <laughs> Close. But if you think about 14 years ago, I was using LimeWire to download all my music. Yeah. And it was, and it was great, but yeah, I, w- I had never downloaded albums in full or because we didn't have things like Spotify, we weren't, we didn't have access to it in the same way. We didn't, YouTube was just starting out at that time too. Yeah. I'm like, I remember having like a Walkman and listening to this on my Walkman and like, you just, you don't have time to waste time listening to songs that you don't know. You just wanted to hit the, the jams that you did know and share with your friends. hundred percent. hundred percent. At recess. <laughs> oh my God. Recess. It seems like it was so long ago now. Um, but I did want to kind of start with just overall, you know, first impressions. So obviously we were both 11 and 12 years old respectively when we first started listening to it. What were your musical tastes like at that time? Like Fall Out Boy was like, I just remember listening to them like all the time. Like they were like the, the jam, but I think I, I listened to them more when I got a little bit older and then I got back into them weirdly in like my third year of university. I think when you get to university, that's when the throwback thing starts to become so important because that's when club, like you're 19, you can actually go to clubs and throwback is how they market it to you. Yeah. It's interesting when I was listening to this album, I was trying to think about, cause there's a lot of times where you have songs that, that you haven't listened to for a while and you hear them and they immediately bring you back to a moment in your life. hundred percent. Who you were at that point, who your friends were, what you were doing, what you wore. And it was interesting because with this album, I didn't feel that. Like I didn't oh, have okay. that. And, and it's weird because I was such a, I, I thought I was a big fan of them at the time, but they don't actually bring me back to any specific moment in my life, any specific like feeling like they're just, they're songs and I'm excited to remember, like to hear them and to listen to them. But I don't actually have that same like nostalgic feeling that I would, that sometimes certain songs make you feel. That's fair. I, yeah. it, it, I find that interesting though, because one of my first points that I want to talk about today is I feel like this genre of music that was so particular to the emo time frame of like late 2000s, like before 2010 hit, you know what I mean? It was like that 2005 to 2010 time frame where I literally wrote down, I was like, emo music wasn't just music. It was a lifestyle because it was everything from the, the clothes that you probably bought at Hot Topic to the music you listen to, to, you know, like, like, do you ever remember being on like a school bus? And like having your like your earphones in and like looking out the window listening to like Mayday Parade. I think I wanted to be emo. Like I think I looked at people who were considered emo with the eyeliner and like the really like crazy bangs that like started out like all the way on the other side of your head and somehow like flipped over. Like you basically couldn't see as far as never I'm concerned. Show never. never show never. Thank you. Yeah. Like I looked at people like that. I'm like, that is so cool. I want to be like that. I had like the the lace like arm gloves like oh, the yeah, fingerless yeah, yeah. gloves from Claire's from Claire it was literally I think it was from our dens like yeah. it was not even Claire's at that point it was just really 
uh, terrifying. That's what I think is, is special to me about this album is like you said, it takes you back to a moment. So I can remember being in at that time, I guess I would have been in like, I don't know, the fifth grade, which seems like it's young to have a, a musical inclination. But like it was what I liked listening to because it made me it made me pine for somebody that I wanted to be. And I wanted to be emo. And I was just like a secret emo. Secret emo. I was secret emo. Yeah, I just had a flashback to having their top songs like Sugar, We're Going Down, Dance Dance, and then a little less Sixteen Candles on like an MP3 player that wasn't an iPod. It was like a little like triangle one. Was it a Microsoft? I don't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you. It was just some kind of, it was in a shape of a triangle and it had 20 songs on it. That's the, all it could hold. That's all it could hold. So I could, I could pick like my favorite top songs and I, Fall Out Boy took up at least three of those spots. So That's pretty good. They were pretty significant at that time on the school bus listening to it. Them and Avril Lavigne fair that was all she was also big at the time i don't know what happened to avril but she kind of just she kind of fell off i mean to be to fair she got lyme disease that's she got true. lyme disease so i would also maybe fall off the face of the earth <laughs> if i got lyme disease so we can't she's fault back. her for she's that back she's back though. back with she's a vengeance <laughs> doesn't she have a song with Nicki minaj have you seen that yes it's is it bad it's i just i'm such a true avril fan from like her first two albums that i just i can't support her you want complicated. You want complicated I just, Avril. I want let go back and I want to just I feel that. live that. I feel that on an emotional, emotional level. Life. Also on, a, on another feeling things on an emotional level. Pete Wentz. Are you okay? Did you spill? spill my drink. It's fine. It's, it's clear. Sad. It's not going to stay anything. It's, it's gin. <laughs> That's the best part of gin. That's why I drink it. <laughs> That's why I drink it. Um, Pete Wentz was the heartthrob of the band, which is interesting to me because normally it's a lead singer thing. And he was the bassist. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I'm not one to usually go across like against the grain, but I was a Patrick Stump fan. Were you? But when he was like skinny, is that <laughs> bad to say? But he was never no, really he, skinny. Yeah, but then he gained some weight, and I was like, ooh, okay. But then when he when he was in the video for Sugar, we're going down where he's wearing that little like the little flat cap. boy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the hair. But the down. sideburns, man, those are mutton chops. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what my like. 13 year old self was thinking because you were into freaky <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know just, you're like i want him to wear newsboy caps but maybe it was the way that he was like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> i don't know what it is. exactly like that <laughs> oh maybe my god I, you, know what, you know i actually think i just wasn't a fan of the guy liner oh and see i was all about the guy liner oh my god i was all about the guy unless it was on um what's his name gerard gerard way yeah he was girl the i one. feel he that could pull it off i see okay well going back to patrick stump Something else I kind of wanted to bring up just before we get into the songs in detail. He has the perfect emo voice. Did you notice that? In the sense that, like, if you think about all the emo bands that were coming up at that time. So, like, Panic at the Disco and Mayday Parade and, like, Taking Back Sunday. They all kind of sound the same. Panic at the Disco in particular sounds just like Fall Out Boy to me. Yeah. And I, I love both of them equally. Yeah. But he has this voice where it's, like, it, I feel like people don't understand that he's actually talented. Because it gets lumped into this like emo time, but he's, I think he's got a great mm. voice. I just feel like he might over sing things a little bit. <laughs> exactly what you did, whatever that was. <laughs> the riffing. <laughs> but there was like, that's, that's, I'm, I'm one of those people that I like the songs that like stand out. That like, I really like the songs where men's voices go really high. So those are all those. Give kind me of an songs. example. If you, you can think. Sing, like, should I sing it now? <laughs> <laughs> I think like all American rejects is what his I voice think doesn't about. go high ever. Does it not? I don't think ever. Maybe, I mean, no, it's like a boys like girls. They go high sometimes. I don't know. Are they the ones that sing hello? Goodbye. No, no. Hello. Goodbye. 
if they say oh that's <laughs> they're a band <laughs> what's that ba- what's here the in ba- your arms thank you <laughs> That's good. That's good I thought that was called. Well, I forgot about that that song. Like because he got auto tune on that one. That's why. Yeah. Well, anyways, I just felt like they a lot of their songs did like sound the same, and that's why like the the songs that I liked the most were the ones that I felt had something that stood out a little bit differently. But then again, all the songs are pretty much on my like the ones I like. And how did you feel about the uh, the really long song titles? <laughs> I just can't tell them apart. I'm like, oh yeah, of all the gin joints, or I'm like. The yeah, what's the rest of, of all the Ginjoids in the world? I think I think that one's actually a shorter one. I think that one's fairly short compared to like our lawyers made us change the blah, 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 so we wouldn't get sued. Or <laughs> I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth, and then in parentheses, summer song. <laughs> like yeah. wh- like obviously, like if someone asks you what your favorite song is, you're not gonna be like, uh, it's called I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth. Summer like song. <laughs> It's the one by Follow Boy with the the alley. With the long, but you can't even be like it's the one in Follow Boy with the long song title. They're all long, but yeah. I think it's to me. I thought it was hilarious. So my biggest qualm, 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 qualm with qualm. this with this album, qualm. Yes, is that I wanted songs that like you can like kind of like cry to, not cry, but like you can like those ones that you can like look out the window and be like oh i'm so emotional right now you wanted a sad jam i wanted a sad jam and like i get that fall Out boy they've never really been about that like all like even all their albums are very like kind of more like hype level like i wanted something that was just like pulling all the heartstrings that because i think that they could do it so well i think like with like patrick Stump's voice and like with like the band like they could just do it so well and it would just be like something like that would just bring me so much joy and like even if they release like an emo ballad today i would be like all about that but i would agree I, if there was a sad jam on here this probably would have been a more yeah. uh, a more effective record yeah. i would agree with you on that 100 percent. okay you want to get into the songs let's do it okay so nat so what were what was one of your favorite songs on the record i don't want to be cliche but sugar we're going down it's just gotten better over time like it was it was so good then I don't, really couldn't tell you what it's about. I think it's about some like, like it's about a girl. It's about a girl, girl who's with another guy because he's in the closet watching them take their clothes off or yes. something like that. But it's Patrick Stump in the closet, or are they in the closet? No, I think because he, he's a, oh, no, them watching you two from the closet. So he's closet. why is he in the closet? It's kind of weird. Like, are you hiding? <laughs> like, who, are this is like, are you in like a classroom? It's a communal closet, or like, but why did you be break in into there at her all? house and go in her closet? Weird levels. Levels. definitely levels i i would 100 percent agree with you i also felt like it's such a recognizable intro like as soon as you hear that bum, 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 like literally i'm like i know it's sugar we're going down like you can just you can just hear it yeah and i think it's, it's also interesting as when i was like younger i mean this is like for everybody but when you're listening to songs you're just saying the words yeah and what you think patrick stump is saying but then when you get older you're like i wonder what those words are and you actually like look them up and you hear what he's saying you actually get what he's saying like what was it when he, the last time he's like a loaded god complex loaded god it. complex like, cock it I and pull get it that he's just like some cocky bastard yeah and but it, you were right as like whatever 11 year old me singing this i probably was just like a loaded gun cop let's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I had no fucking idea what he was saying i also found him hard to understand on most of the songs like i had to google a lot of lyrics something i actually really liked in this song too was and i feel like i've noticed it in a, i noticed it in other parts of the record too but in particular this song he uses like this um 
it's it's not like a vocal trick or anything but it's literally just like he'll kind of like sing it and there's like a drop where like the rest of the music fades out and it's just him singing so there's a part right before he's like we're going down down and but it's like all like the bass stops the guitar stops the drum stops it's just him singing for like that two second time span so good. and i was like how good would that have been to see to see that live to be in like a concert and like your little like pause and everyone like takes a breath we're going down yes <laughs> so good i would oh i i would love that i I would absolutely love that i think it's safe to say that this is there's a reason why they picked it to be the single off this record because it's a hit and it stands the test of time yes 100 such a jam jam. um i do have to say one of my favorite songs on this record were and again like i know you said don't want to be cliche dance dance so good so good i literally have in my notes fucking banger (laughs) that's what i wrote next to dance dance i just wrote obviously like it's (laughs) i and i don't even i don't know what it is about dance dance i love the video too it's the bass that starts starts yeah great pete wentz bravo but also just there's something about it too where it does make you want to dance like it's it's uh, i was gonna say it's groovy it's not that it's groovy it's like it's like you want to like jump. It's like a tight, like, yeah, yeah. it's a tight, where you do, you want to jump 100%. And I think in the video too, because it's at a school dance and they're dancing the whole so time. So funny. I also, this is similar to your point that um, I didn't really know what Patrick was saying all the time. I, for the last, okay, this this album came out in 2005 and I looked at my computer like I was looking for the, the year. It's, <laughs> what year is it? What year is me. it? So 14 years later, for 14 years, I have been singing the part, the first part of the chorus as I'm two quarters of a boy band. I'm two quarters of a boy band. Patrick Stump is two quarters of a band. And I thought, but I was like, it kind of makes sense because I'm like, he's probably worth more because he's the singer. So you do it's make up rude. half the band. <laughs> so I was for years singing it like, I'm two quarters of a boy band and I don't want to forget how you, like it works. And then I Googled it and it's, I'm two quarters and a heart down. That's what he says. I feel like I'm just always like, I'm two quarters and a hum hum. <laughs> But it's so good that you don't even have to know the words. Yeah, such a good one. Did you also notice there's a part right before they go into the chorus where it's like um weird like like snake tongues where it's like did you notice that part? No. So there's a part right before they jump into the first chorus where it kind of I always thought for the longest time they were saying look me in the eyes. It's just like a weird like whispery kind of like thing. And I think Pete Wentz says it or something. But also Google, thank God for Google. They they are saying backwards, so they said it and then they reversed it. Joe Troman is lame, and Joe Troman is obviously the guitarist. Oh, <laughs> so they recorded them saying Joe Troman is lame, and then spun it backwards, and they play it before the chorus. I thought it was this like sneaky basilisk like <laughs> thing. I was like, what language is this? And I'm like, no, just... they literally were just like Joe Troman is lame. The funniest thing is that that song. I would when I would listen to it in my bedroom as like a. 14 year old girl yeah with her parents they would there was that one part where he's like um blah 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 blah, blah crawling into bed with me yes and i was like don't say that alone. like i would like skip the song before like i would like fast forward before that part plays because i don't want my mom to hear that i'm listening to like, you don't invite people sex. into my bed Not sex. Don't talk about well doesn't sex. he say um what's the thing about the mattress oh uh, I have to like sing it. It's why don't you show me little bit of spice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that part too. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. There's like that that fine line between like I'm I'm 12. <laughs> like I shouldn't be listening to this. My ears. But oh. you know what? It was like thinly veiled. Like it was. I feel like a lot of music at that time was thinly veiled sexual references that I feel like just us 11 and 12 year olds didn't get. That one is pretty. That one's pretty 
blatant, but like for the most part, early two thousands music was just like caked in it. Yeah, and we just didn't get yeah. it. Yeah, I was like Barbie Girl. What is this song about? Or Boom Boom Boom? <laughs> like I want you in my room, like to play games. Yeah, <laughs> to play <laughs> Monopoly. <hang> <laughs> <laughs> to sing karaoke <laughs> to Definitely. bake a cake that's what it is well i it? have pogs do you want them <laughs> <Pots>. <laughs> jesus oh my god pogs okay do you have another favorite song out of here i really like um seven minutes in heaven also the fact that they the i not of not of van halen or whatever that was in parentheses did you notice that oh no <laughs> just i just i told you i only look at like the first half but i also liked that this was number seven on the album i appreciated that oh, little, the little fact that they did that. did not notice okay um i just like i like the way it sounds so like, did, 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 like the beginning the guitar riff at the beginning is really good what's like the chorus of that one can you do you remember keep telling myself keep telling myself oh okay yeah 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 okay that's a good one that is a good one on the wall. That one. Yeah. No, I do. I now that you're saying it, I do remember it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't write it down as one of the ones I liked. I think I put it in. Uh, put in my section of one of the ones I skipped because I didn't really remember anything about it. Yeah. I don't know why that one is like one of the ones that like stood out to me because when I was like listening back, I was like, this one has nothing particular or nothing like catchy that really stands out. But I think I like the fact I like songs that were like it's like fast and then it goes. Then the tempo dun, changes dun, dun, and then it goes dun, dun, yeah. dances on the I don't know if the words are I'm just it, like making a word. It sounds like dances on the wall. Dances on the wall. Yeah. I just like the part I like it how it slows down. Yes. That part. I would 100% like agree. Yeah. I would say, so mine to combat that, uh, that is not 16 Candles because we all know 16 Candles is the best song. Um, get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying. Um, but it's the one that goes, uh, this has been said so many times and I'm not sure if yeah, it yeah. matters. Like, I don't know what it is. I, the first time I heard that one, cause that was one of the ones I had never heard back in the day. And then when I was re-listening to the album for this, I heard it and I was like, I hate it. Like I, I hate it I, right <laughs> off the bat. I think that was one of my notes where I'm like, okay, this song didn't really do it for me the first, the first few times. I hate it. And now I fucking love it. <laughs> it gets to the part where it's Patrick Stump near the end. He's like, I think screamo. it's or, Patrick Stump. It's Pete. I think it's Pete. I don't think it's Patrick doing the screamo part. That, yeah. And for some reason it did it for me. I was just like, it's just the way he says it where he was like the, this has been said. Yeah. Like it's the slam poetry. It reminds me of like, um, remember that scene in a, uh, I think it's 22 Jump Street where like Seth Rogen's doing slam pumps and he's like, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> they died for our Cynthia. Like, that's what it kind of reminded me of because he has this like particular beat to the way he says it. I, I also noticed too because um, I have their other record, which I think is their third one. We'll have to confirm. But there's a song, uh, I think it's called $20 Noseblade that has pete doing the same thing he has the voice and it's very similar because the one he talks about on the other record is like he says something about um it's you and me and me and you and it alludes to that here like he also says that so it all ties like you know what i mean it all ties back together so i appreciated the artistry in that i liked this one i liked i liked the whole song it's it's one of the, the ones that i knew like i remembered from back in the day but i just don't like it until they get to like the screaming part you don't like the screaming or you I do? I like the talking. The talking is fine. But when they start screaming, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. That's enough. I, I like a little bit of hardcore. So yeah. like, I, like that's why I, it did it for me. I think that's what I liked about it, to be honest, because it was different. Yeah. I think it also depends on like the mood. Like I think I was like baking cookies or something mm-hmm. when I was listening to this. And then they started screaming. I was like, okay, like I'm trying to put flour in here right now. Like I don't need this. <laughs> don't distract me from my cookies. <laughs> How dare you? Um, okay, what about what's another song you like? Let's let's go in here. Um, I like 
um, sophomore slump or comeback of the year, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it goes on longer than that. Did you notice the part where it changes to, um, what's his name, William Beckett? singing and not patrick no so the bridge is not sung by patrick because it changes and i was like who is this because it, it sounds like him did not notice it is this guy william beckett who is from the band the academy is mm. so i feel like a lot of these bands are on the same record label and they were just like it was at the time where it was like we're gonna feature each other and they were able to do the kind of cool thing that like mayday parade did in a lot of their songs where it was like because they had two lead singers in mayday parade and they would almost like sing over each other emo worlds coming together emo worlds my mind is blown <laughs> do we want to talk about a little less 16 candles a little more touch me do we ever want to touch me i don't <laughs> that wasn't i hope that wasn't an invitation i don't want to touch you <laughs> so tell me so okay because this this is a big one for me we mentioned the vampire music video which i watched on much music constantly yep constantly mama yep. like was it mod mod was it was mod but also countdown yeah. Friday nights. Yes. And it was like two hours because they played like 30 music videos. No, it was like an hour and a half. It was like an hour and a half. But still, yeah, yeah. it's a long time to sit in the TV and watch music videos. It was right at like, you know, actually, no, it was before peak vampire. It was right before. Right before Twilight yes. hit, the, hit the stores. Like Pete Wentz was hot before it was cool. And he was a vampire <laughs> before it was cool because yeah. they chose him to be the vampire. I'm like, of course. Yeah. When they open up the coffin and he's sleeping upside down. And I'm like, that's like that image. I don't know why I always have that in my head. And him drinking the blood smoothie. That turned me from stump to weds. It turned you <laughs> like you turn a person into a vampire. Exactly. Get it? I have distinct memories. I think the reason I love the song so much is because the video is so great. And I think I texted you too, where you, you were, you were talking about the video and I was just like, you call yourself hunters. Yeah. Like I, I know that. And like, that's stuck in my memory before and even from before. And even when I went to watch the video back again, I knew when that was coming. Cause it's the guy and the girl making out in the car and he goes, Oh, you call yourself hunters and whatever. They have the fight, the vampire fight. And then the drummer's like, why do you always make me be the bait or like next time you guys be the bait or something like oh, that yeah i i remember that it was just like ingrained in my memory it was all those friday nights watching music videos for a band that experienced that kind of uh influx and that kind of like exponential growth in such a period of time th their music has stood the test of time for me i think on the whole particularly like sugar we're going down dance dance and a little less 16 candles for Again, sure those are their singles they were the videos they were out there but like they were out there for a reason. They're good songs. They're such when good they songs. Come down to they're it. still like, they're still good. Every time I hear them, it's not about like the nostalgic feeling that I get again. Like it's, it's about like that. They're just good songs. Like they're so 100%. fun to sing to. They're so fun to dance to. Like, it's not about, um, just like that. They were nostalgic to me that I feel good when I sing them. They were just good songs. hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. But we do have to talk about some of the things that maybe we didn't like about this record. So we're going to maybe change the tone to a little bit more of, all right. The negatives. I think like on a, like a whole, of course, this album's great. And we already talked about the whole fact that there's no emo ballad, which is like my, like the key to my soul. But on a very specific level, the song that like, I just, and I just, I hated it so much. Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. Is that the one where he screams for like so long? Oh, does he scream at the end? Yeah, he screams at the end. So you see, you didn't even get to that part. Maybe. I like, I got to that part and I was like, and he was just like screaming. And like, I was like, I live next to like neighbors. I was listening like very loud on Spotify, but like it was fine because it was like, okay, music. But then suddenly he starts screaming and I was like, okay, I'm like, okay, okay. And I have an Alexa. So I was like, Alexa, stop. 
And that's one too, where the, the title, I remember it coming on and I thought, and again, we've clearly established that their titles have nothing to do with what the song is actually about. It doesn't even matter. But nobody puts baby in a corner is so clearly a dirty dancing reference. Yeah. That would almost make more sense for them to have used that title for dance, dance and not called dance, 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 dance. I also just realized. Yes. It's a different song. The one with the screaming. I was going to say, I was like, I don't. It's the, I slept with someone in Fall Boy. That one has a lot of screaming near the end. I listened to some screamo, but like light. Like I was, I was light emo. Like I listened to some silver scene and there was like some screaming happening. And I was like, this is fine. Are but you like, it's like the Gerard way level of screaming where it's like, he kind of screams, but it's still singing. Yeah. But like what? Like it's when, just like aggressive singing. Yeah. I mean, to me, Fall Out Boy it doesn't fit their like vibe. Fall Out Boy to me was not in like the screaming realm. So when totally. I heard them like screaming, I was like, can you, can you maybe not do that? I don't, not into it. No, I I'm with you on that one. I definitely remember. Okay. So I remember, definitely remember that with nobody puts baby in a corner just to go back to I that. I don't remember what that one is at all. To be honest, I don't either. Oh, wait, I do have something. <laughs> he says, there's a line where he says, uh, uh, wear me like a locket around your throat. I'll weigh you down and I'll watch you choke. You look God. so good in blue. And I thought that was fucking creepy. That, um, what? That's creepy? That's literally <laughs> what I wrote. Um, what? That was what I wrote for Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Yeah, so I that's the only part I remember. I don't even remember that one, but apparently I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> you're like, so you're like it, was, it, was it was pretty good. generic, but a fine, <laughs> it I was, guess. It was A-okay. Yeah, that, to be honest, not one I loved. And it has that super creepy line, so I was like, I'm good. I also, I don't have anything on uh, XO. I didn't even listen to that one. I really? Even, like, I just... I just so ill prepared i didn't even think that that was part of the album like it came up as like kind of like it's a, near the end it's like track 12 i think but it like came up as like a like an like an extra like i thought it was like, oh really i didn't even think it was one of like those like i don't remember seeing that at all on the album i feel like it was one of those like you know like mcr did like blood where like you just like keep listening it's like a like b-side yeah, yeah yeah like i don't know no i think I nothing on that one but i think it's a good point to bring up though because if you don't remember it enough or you don't even want to listen to it it's like it's not a great it's not a great song it's not a great representation of what this band can do we've yeah. seen what they can do with sugar and, and dance dance and 16 candles and i've got a what is it i've got a dark alley like uh, we we know what they're capable of yeah and exo and nobody puts baby in a corner and in even for me i Just don't love remember. of all the gin joints in the world see that one i disagree i think that one's so good i like where he's like uh, 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 uh. but to and me that's I, filler i like the i like when he's like the the lyrics of it where he's like um, I used to waste all my time on dreaming of being li- alive. Now I only waste it thinking dreaming of, of you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a theme that they come up that comes up multiple times. He talks about how he used to be alive. Where else did he say that? Um, I used to obsess over living. Now I only obsess over you. He says that in um, Get Busy Living. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that's a Pete Wentz one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's cool that like they're, I don't know. I like, I like the idea behind it. And I think I just like the way that, how does it go? Um, is it the best part of being alive is is it that i one? think that's a different song completely i don't shit is that follow boy i don't even think <laughs> i don't even think that's follow boy no he's like the makeup on the pillow and you like that line makes no fucking it. sense to me why because well, he says like i'll never your makeup on your pillow like i'll never be the same 
the way your makeup stains my pillowcase like i'll never be the same makes no yeah makes no fucking sense well i'm like what do you mean like you'll never be the same boys never do laundry so his pillowcase is always gonna have mascara on it but then he will be the same if you put your makeup on his pillowcase then it will be the same why is it like the way your makeup be the same because it wasn't before i don't know why i like it it was just one of those ones that stood out because maybe it's one of the first ones on the album i think it's just you, you can appreciate them. There's like there's yeah. so there's a lot of good songs on this album that I still know all the words to and I still sing along to every time I hear them. And yeah, they're still good. They still stand the test of time. You know, it doesn't stand the test of time. Uh, there is a lot of lyrics. I don't know if you noticed. There are three different instances about watching girls. That's so we already talked about the one sugar. where he's watching you two from the closet. So sugar, we're going down in EXO. He says to the love I left my conscience press through the keyhole as I watched you dress. Yikes. Gross. And then uh, seven minutes in heaven. He talks about looking at somebody through the blinds or watching you through the blinds. And I'm like, Patrick, what the fuck are you up to? But could it, like, I mean, it's like a confidence thing, like a guy who like is looking at a girl, whether it's metaphorically from the closet through the blinds, the keyhole. He's looking at this girl being like, I can't get this this girl. And I think that's like that's like a kind of a, a theme that they bring up a lot where it's kind of totally. like a, I'm not good enough kind of theme, which is like, honey, you shouldn't ever think that. Well, isn't there a line too where they're like, I, I thought you'd like boys like me on top of you. There's a line like oh, that. Oh, yikes. I missed that one. <laughs> I was listening to today. I honestly couldn't tell you which one it is. I wish they would just name their songs what the chorus was because I literally <laughs> put, can't like, think the of it. uncomfortable line like, in the song. Put it, or put it in parentheses. If you're going to go so far as to put summer song in parentheses when you don't, <laughs> you don't even mention summer. What's well, the depressing one? He's the summer song. It's the summer song. It's like, do you remember that one Simple Plan song where it was called Untitled, but in parentheses... But in the parentheses, why could this happen to me? I'm like, why <laughs> is it called untitled? It's not untitled if you put like it's in there. But I just feel like to me, like looking back, maybe in 2005, like I, I hear what you're saying for sure on the fact that it's it's guys looking in and maybe not being maybe you're like the emo guy, but you're not like the cool emo guy. Like maybe you're not the Seth Cohen. You're not Pete Wentz. You're not Pete Wentz. You're Patrick Stump. Like you're <laughs> you're a little chubby. Like you're just <laughs> You just don't have that that the tattoos and the, or maybe the guy liner. You don't the have the guy liner. You know the guy liner. You yeah. don't have the you know. You have the newsboy hat instead. But I just I also feel like talking about watching a girl undress no dress through a keyhole, watching her through her blinds, and then watching you two from the closet wishing to be the friction in your jeans. I was like, well, <laughs> hello, the friction in your jeans. Specifically the friction. <laughs> like I also like that they brought up friction. Like as a, you know what I mean? Like that was a pretty scientific. Just like throw that one in there. But I, I felt like it ages. It doesn't age great. I think it's like yeah, that's like something that like it's not seen as romantic anymore. I mean, I don't, I don't think was it, it ever. Was, I don't think it was romantic back then. But I feel like do not let your love for Patrick Stump get in the way of I rationality. You're like, he can watch me through my blinds. Watch me through the closet. My friction in my jeans. <laughs> also, how do you watch someone through a keyhole? This is like Game of Thrones time, apparently, where keyholes were like keyholes. <laughs> Where you could do that. I don't know. Just, I just thought it was a weird like lyric. The ambition, though. Stump. The commonality between those three, I was a little bit like, oh, like, I, don't, creepy. I don't really love it. Still a stump girl through and through. So I saw on BuzzFeed this whole article about the Fallout Boys really cleaning themselves up. But they, it was like a side-by-side of like them and their like peak emo. Like versus, 2005. Yeah, yeah. Versus like them in at the Grammys. And they the boys look so good. Even the drummer? Yeah, the drummer. I think, I don't know. I honestly don't know who the drummer is, who the guitarist is. 
but one of them has like a brand new neck. I don't know if it's brand new, but wait, a brand new neck? No, neck tattoo. Neck tattoo is what. I was like, what? I was gonna finish my sentence, but he has a neck tattoo that he didn't have in 2005. Did they have white belts on? I don't think they were wearing white belts. Well, that's North an upgrade. I don't even think Beat Wentz is wearing guy liner. I think he was just au natural. But that's just disappointing to me. All right. Well, Matt, we do have to give this album a rating at the end of the day. So we've been enjoying our beautiful gin and sonics throughout the time that we've been recording, which are delicious. So thank you again for uh, for your suggestion today. Um, how many gin and sonics would you give this album out of five? Out of five. Okay. I just need like an idea of the, this rating system. Like five gin and sonics, you could listen to this album over and over and over again for the rest of your life. One gin and sonic or half a gin and sonic is like that moment at the bar where you order your gin and sonic and then you take a sip of it and you're like, fuck, I need to go home. <laughs> okay. I would give this one a three and a half because okay. I feel that like it's one that I still listen to. I still listen to these songs as a whole. There's some, there's some songs that aren't great, but there are some songs that are still always good. And I like, there's days where I'm like, I just need to listen to fall up boy sometimes. So if, Withstood the test of time between my 12-year-old self and my 26-year-old self. And I think three and a half is a very, is a good rating for them. Because they're not my favorite, but they still bring me joy, as Marie Kondo would say. Ah, good timely reference to Marie Kondo. (laughs) I would agree. I would... I would be so bold as to give this a four gin and sonics out of five. Wow. The reason being, I remember Will Butler saying in an interview once, he's from um, Arcade Fire, and I remember him saying, if you have an album that's got three hit songs on it, you have a hit record. And so for me, 16 Candles, Dance Dance, Sugar We're Going Down, I'm like, that's three. The only fifth gin and sonic that's missing for me is the fact that like, there are these filler songs I feel like they just threw on there mm-hmm. that I will skip through like EXO, like of all the gin joints, like nobody puts baby in a corner. I'm going to skip through those. It's maybe a third of the album or whatever, a quarter of the album that is not great in my opinion, but because you have these songs that I hold so close to my heart, it automatically like bumps this whole, like bumps this whole record up a whole nother gin and Sonic. So I, I would honestly give this a four out of five. I'll drink those. You'll drink those. I'll drink those. I'm glad. <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for coming and talking with me about Fall Out Boy today. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, we're going to finish our gin, gin and Sonics now, right? Uh, yep. Wild Wednesday. <laughs> Wild Wednesday. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>